0: stand for the reading of the Word of God. From the Gospel of Luke, chapter 22, beginning in verse 14. And when the hour came, he reclined at table and the apostles with him. And he said to them, I have earnestly desired to eat this Passover with you before I suffer. For I tell you, I will not eat it until it is fulfilled in the kingdom of God. And he took a cup, and when he had given thanks, he said, take this and divide it among yourselves, For I tell you that from now on, I will not drink of the fruit of the vine until the kingdom of God comes. And he took bread, and when he'd given thanks, he broke it and gave it to them, saying, This is my body, which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And likewise the cup after they had eaten, saying, This cup is poured out for you, is the new covenant in my blood. But behold, the hand of him who betrays me is with me on the table." For the Son of Man goes as it has been determined, but woe to that man by whom he is betrayed. And they began to question one another which of them it could be who is going to do this. This is the word of the Lord. Please be seated. The Gospel of Luke begins in a much different way than the other Gospels. Luke begins his Gospel in this way, this is what he says, he says, inasmuch as many have undertaken to compile a narrative of the things which have been accomplished among us, just of those who were from the beginning were eyewitnesses and ministers of the word that have delivered to to us, it seemed good to me also, having followed all things closely for some time past, to write an orderly account to you, O excellent Theophilus that you may have certainty concerning the things you have been taught. Now Luke begins differently because Luke is a little bit like you and I. He wasn't there. He was a second generation Christian, second generation built upon the eyewitness testimony of those who had gone before him. The entire gospel of Luke is a collection, a collection of eyewitness testimony Testimony that Luke collected in order to pass on the gospel of Jesus Christ from generation to generation to generation. And today we begin our Holy Week series through the gospel of Luke. And in doing so, we will look at these eyewitness accounts. We recognize that while we were not there, many have gone before us who saw the cross of Christ with their own eyes who saw the empty tomb with their own eyes, who saw the risen Christ with their own eyes, and their stories today are our own stories as well. Richard Bauckham, in a great book that I absolutely recommend to you called Jesus and the Eyewitnesses, he says this about eyewitness testimony. He says, eyewitnesses offer us insider knowledge from involved participants. They offer us engaged interpretation for in testimony, fact and meaning co here. Witnesses who give testimony do so with conviction of significance that requires to be told. In other words, eyewitness testimony is important to us, not just so that we could have certainty, as Luke said to Theophilus, not just so we could know that this actually really did happen. That these events that we are about to talk about throughout this week are true events. But that through the eyes of these witnesses, we begin to see that this story is our story. That as we rehearse these events this week, it's not just that we're going back and remembering, but we are reenacting the cross and the resurrection for ourselves and we are realizing that this has deep meaning and deep significance. And though we are separated by centuries, the gospel, the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ has just as much meaning for us today as it did 2000 years ago. And so briefly today, I wanna look at three types of witnesses that we see at the cross. Three types of witnesses throughout redemptive history Men and women who were there and they saw the redemptive power of God with their own eyes and they passed down this testimony from generation to generation to generation. First, we'll see this, the testimony of the people of Israel. Second, we'll look at the testimony of the apostles. And third, we'll look at the testimony of the church. And briefly, we'll see that these three witnesses will all collide at this moment, the Passover, the Passover the cross of Christ. It has been said that the cross is the center of all history, it's the center of all testimony, the center of all our witness, those who were before the cross, those who are right there, then we ourselves who now carry on the witness. We will find that we are witnesses too. And so first, if you look with me at our text today, verse 14, we see the witness of the people of Israel Luke says, when the hour came, Jesus reclined at table and the apostles with him. and he said to them, I've earnestly desired to eat this Passover with you before I suffer. You see, sometimes we forget that Jesus and his disciples were Jewish. They were the people of Israel and just as all of the other people at that moment in that day were gathered together to celebrate Passover, they were doing the same they were gathered as men men who were not there at the parting of the red sea but men who just like you and I claimed eyewitness testimony the testimony of those who had gone before them and they were reenacting this testimony for themselves celebrating year after year the passover now so we the very first passover talked about in the book of Exodus Exodus 12 Moses called all the elders of Israel and said to them, go and select lambs for yourself, according to your clans and kill the Passover lamb. Take a bunch of hyssop and dip it in blood in the basin and touch it to the lintel and to the two doorposts with the blood that is in the basin. None of you shall go out of the door of his house until the morning for the Lord will pass through to strike the Egyptians. And when he sees the blood on the lintel and on the doorposts, the Lord will pass over the door and will not allow the destroyer to enter your houses. It's the story of redemption. The story of God rescuing his people out of slavery. The story of God commanding his people to sacrifice a lamb, to put the blood on the doorpost so that death would pass over them, so that death would not punish them, but punish others. It's a story that they would remember for generations to come, every single year, year after year after year, the people of Israel would remember, they would celebrate, they would reenact the Passover, why? To remember that though they were not there, that story of redemption was their own. It was even commanded, we see this again in the book of Exodus, you shall observe this rite as a statute for you and for your sons forever. When you come to the land that the Lord gave you, as he promised, you shall keep this Passover service. And when your children say to you, what do you mean by this service? You shall say, it is the sacrifice of the Lord's Passover. They remembered, they practiced. And so here's Jesus and his disciples, they've gathered together to look back on the witness, the ancient people of Israel, that God had redeemed them. That he had rescued them with his strong and mighty, powerful, redemptive arm. He had brought them out of slavery and they had gathered together in this moment with the rest of God's people to remember that if God saved us then, he can save us now. They stood on the eyewitness testimony of those who had gone before. But in this moment, they were becoming witnesses themselves, the second group of witnesses we see here, the apostles. Look with me, verse 19. It says, when he took bread, this is Jesus, he gave thanks and he broke it. He gave it to them saying, this is my body, which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And likewise, the cup after he had eaten saying, this cup that is poured out for you is the new covenant in my blood. In this moment, not only were the apostles remembering the witness testimony of those who'd gone before but they were becoming witnesses themselves. These past three years they had seen Jesus perform miracles to do unbelievable things and to teach in ways they had never heard before. And here Jesus was celebrating Passover in a way they had never experienced. You see, it was customary for the leader of that house, whatever house you were in that was celebrating Passover, the head of that household would take unleavened bread and would take wine. And through those two Passover elements, they would remember all that God had done in redeeming them from slavery. And yet here Jesus is, and he's practicing it completely different. He is turning the Passover elements on their head. And this is what he says, Verse 19, as he takes the bread, he says, this is my body given for you. Do this in remembrance, not of the Passover, but of me. And again, he takes the cup, the wine. And again, rather than saying we're doing this in order to remember God's redemptive for all of God's people before, no, we are remembering now seeing that God is redeeming us right now in this moment. Jesus, Jesus is saying, we don't remember a lamb that was slain many years ago. Today, we are celebrating that I am the Passover lamb. This is my blood shed in the new covenant for you, Jesus says. And in that moment, The apostles became witnesses, the changing of all history, that Jesus is the Passover lamb. In Isaiah 53, Isaiah prophesied, he was oppressed, he was afflicted, he did not open his mouth, he was like a lamb led to slaughter. John the Baptist, in seeing Jesus, said, behold, the lamb of God who has come to take away the sin of the world. Peter, in his first letter, says this, that we have been ransomed from our sin, not with perishable things such as silver or gold, but with the precious blood of Christ, like that of a lamb without blemish or spot. Paul, 1 Corinthians 5, says that Christ is our Passover lamb. And so this Thursday we'll gather together, Monday, Thursday, we will celebrate communion together and we will say that Christ, our Passover lamb, was sacrificed for us. When we celebrate communion, we are looking back on the eyewitness testimony of the apostles who were there, who heard Jesus say, this is my body and this is my blood given for you. I am the Passover lamb. I died once and for all, and my blood has been shed for you so that you now can be redeemed from slavery. And so the last set of witnesses this morning that I want you to know about, not only today, but throughout this week, is the witness of the church, the witness of you and me. Look with me, verse 16. Jesus says, for I tell you, I will not eat the Passover until it is fulfilled in the kingdom of God. Now you might pass over this verse if you're not careful because Jesus is saying something incredibly profound that we might miss. He's saying that he is not going to celebrate Passover again until the kingdom of God is fulfilled. And you might think, well, I thought right now in this moment the Passover was being fulfilled. I thought Jesus on the cross fulfilled the Passover, but no, Jesus is saying, I am not going to even taste the fruit of the vine until the kingdom of God is fulfilled. In other words, Jesus is saying, there is a greater Passover to come. And now the witnesses are not the ancient people of Israel. The witnesses aren't even the apostles, but the witnesses are you and me. The church of Jesus Christ. Revelation chapter five tells us, between the throne and the four living creatures among the elders, I saw a lamb standing as though it had been slain with seven horns and seven eyes and seven spirits of God sent out about all the earth. And he went and he took a scroll in his right hand and he was seated on the throne. And when he had taken the scroll, the four living creatures and the 24 elders fell down before the lamb, each holding a harp and golden bowls of incense, the prayers of the saints, and they sang a new song. Worthy are you to take the scroll, to open its seals, for you were slain, and by your blood you ransomed people for God from every tribe and language and people and nation. The church of Jesus Christ today is the eyewitness testimony that Christ was sacrificed for us. And just as God redeemed his people from slavery, from Egypt, just as God rose his son Jesus Christ from the dead, God is now at work powerfully in you and in me. And he is bringing redemption to bear in our very own lives. And so the stories that we will hear this week, the eyewitness account, the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ, as we see this story through their eyes, I want you to know this, it is your story as well. A story that you are now just as compelled to tell. The way that the resurrection, the death of Jesus Christ now has completely And revolutionary changed your life. And so like Peter, we say, how could we help? How could we keep from speaking about what we have seen and what we have heard? This is our story to tell as well. Let me pray for you, and let's pray silently together. Father, we thank you for Luke, who's recorded these eyewitness testimonies, these eyewitness accounts for us. We thank you for those who've gone before us, men and women who've known personally the power of your redemption, the ancient people of Israel, the apostles of Jesus Christ, and now we ourselves. We thank you that we now know in the same way that they did how powerful you are and the way that you have rescued us from sin and from death. May we know that this story is our own this week and may we worship you in response. We ask this in the strong and powerful name of Jesus Christ we pray, amen.